Hi, just talking about podcasts for a second. Have you ever thought about making your own podcast? It's fun. It's a way of sharing your knowledge with the world. Uh, and you can do it on Anchor. Uh, it's the platform that I use. Anchor is a great tool. It's got everything you need. The recording, the editing, the posting. It will send your podcast to all of the different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcast. And you can make money from your podcast from the very beginning with no listenership. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, if you want to download the Anchor app, you can start by just going to Play Store or Apple Store and download the app or go to anchor.fm and you can do everything on there. Okay. Just get, just get going. Just do it. See you later. Hi guys, welcome to the new podcast. Today we're going to talk a little bit about confidence, okay, what it means to speak like a native, okay, that well-honoured position of being able to communicate like a native, yeah. I think there's a lot of, a lot of confusion about what that means, about how that is taught to people. So we're going to have a little chat about that, okay? Um, don't forget to look at my website, okay? At the moment, it's tiny.cc slash cockneygringo. Um, but I am working on getting a proper domain name for that. Hopefully, we can get that sorted soon. But go and check out the website. It's got a load of information on there. Um, it's got the information about classes as well, my conversation classes. It's got the podcast texts on there so you can follow, obviously, what I'm saying right now. <laughs> um, it's got some other stuff as well, some texts. There's a little blog on there as well. Um, and also the links to all my other channels as well. So you've got your YouTube and, and um, TikTok and Instagram and everything like that. That's all on that website, okay? Um, first of all, I'm going to talk a little bit about what's been buzzing me or bugging me. So buzzing basically means that you're really happy about something. Bugging means that something's really irritating you or getting on your nerves. So, buzzing this week, I am absolutely buzzing that my Instagram and TikTok accounts have blown up. They've just seen extraordinary growth over the last few few days. Um, Instagram, as I got a reference from a few people over the last week or so and that's just been paying off so i'd like to say thanks to you guys that have been following me supporting me um pimping my name <laughs> however you want to call it but i'm just really really grateful for all the support um and i hope i can help you guys that follow me as well learn a little bit more about english and improve your pronunciation especially improving your listening obviously with the podcast is an amazing tool for that so yeah if you're listening right now thanks for your support i hope this helps um, after a few you should get used to my accent 
um, and you shouldn't even need the text anymore yeah so yeah try and try and aim for that what's been bugging me uh, what's been bugging me this week it's been it's been a pretty good week to be honest I'm, I'm fairly positive um, about this week and what's been going on but I am on furlough the country is in lockdown um, I'm absolutely gagging for a pint down a pub I was saying to my wife yesterday do you know I could I could really do with a pint at Weatherspoons <laughs> that would be amazing but obviously all the pubs and restaurants are closed we can't really leave the house unless it's essential travel um, and I'm on furlough so although I'm not working I've been trying to keep myself occupied and productive with all this content it's been quite difficult because you are almost in holiday mode it's a little bit strange because obviously you've been put on put on leave essentially from work you can't work they can't ask you to do anything unless they actually bring you back from furlough and so yeah that's a little bit difficult um but yeah apart from that I'm, I'm buzzing absolutely buzzing this week's been amazing great productivity from instagram and tiktok i've had an amazing response in uh, regard to the the classes thanks to everyone who's got in contact and i'm sorry that the exchange rate is just so ridiculously high at the minute um, which obviously you know affects the possibility of certain people being able to pay the price that English classes kind of cost here in England because that's where the price will be based on yeah but yeah thanks to everyone I'm really grateful again for all your support and following me um, and I hope I can help you and not let you down <laughs> in regards to confidence this is our main subject for the podcast okay so basically i'm going to talk a little bit about confidence and what that means to you as a student of english okay i'll share a little bit of my own experience in learning a second language although this was in Portu uh, portuguese when i went to brazil obviously i had to learn portuguese um through survival basically you know I, I'm a very strong believer that there's two ways to learn a language you either learn it through the necessity the excuse me the necessity <laughs> of having to learn a language and that necessity basically means if you don't speak English you're not going to survive what however that means you know you're not going to eat you're not going to work um, there's a, a number of things that will mean that your your survival you know depends on English but unfortunately as I'm sure a lot of you out there will be able to, to witness for me just moving to England isn't a guarantee that you're gonna learn English because even living in England you don't really need to speak English to survive especially for example, if you're a Brazilian um, and you live in London, there are quite a few out there. And basically, it, 
living in London, in certain areas of London, is the same as living in Brazil. You've got your Brazilian bakery, you've got your churrascaria, you've got your Brazilian supermarket, so you can go and get your Antarctica Guarana. You've got all this all this kind of stuff and you know the the proprietors the owners of these shops they're usually brazilian as well so you can go into the shop and you can speak portuguese with these guys yeah if you're working in a kitchen or you're working in cleaning or deliveries you quite often you won't need to speak a lot of english because everybody else working there is also brazilian so you'll just end up working in portuguese because it's just much easier so just living in England isn't a guarantee, guys, okay? For those of you that are thinking of coming to the UK and chancing it and saying, right, okay, do you know what? I'm going to move to London and because I need to speak English, I'll just learn it in London. It's not a guarantee, guys. Because you don't speak English, there's probably an even higher risk that you're just going to get involved with Brazilian people, you're going to work with Brazilian people, you're going to live in a Brazilian community, and you're not going to have to speak one single word of English any day of the week, you know. So try and get out there, try and, yeah, try and do stuff in English, you know, try and instead of going to the Brazilian shop, because it's easy go to the supermarket you know go and have have a look at things in english yeah live in english um it will help you because that's when you have to speak english and that's when you're going to learn it the other side of the coin is when you learn english because it's your passion because you're passionate about it and you want to learn yeah because you love it that's that's the fact yeah if you love learning English, then you're going to learn it. If you love flying kites, you're going to learn how to fly a kite. If you love playing music, then you're going to learn how to play music. Yeah. So again, this is the other side of it. This isn't the necessity. This is the passion. Okay. Now, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, if you don't have the passion and you don't have the necessity, it will be much harder for you to learn English, okay? I'm not saying it's impossible, far from it. But you have to try and work the passion into it somewhere. Otherwise, it's just gonna seem like, it's just gonna seem like a torture to you, you know? And who wants to do something that's painful or boring or you know it ends up not being useful so just try and make it fun try and do it in a fun way try and inject it into your life somewhere and live it that's that's the best way to do it immersion yeah immersion is absolutely the best way to learn something and you can do that anywhere you can do that at your home in brazil you know you, you can speak english with your with your other half or with your kids raise them to be bilingual hell it'll be good for them in the future you know give them better opportunities as well so that's my opinion on learning english is that it has to be either a necessity or a passion yeah try and work with one of those the other thing that you really need to do well learning english is confidence okay and obviously confidence is hard 
to build when you're fighting a constant battle especially with yourself when you've been taught to to think that your english is bad and you're not speaking like a native and you know <clears throat> i think a lot of people they they misunderstand the whole speaking like a native thing um a lot of teachers have gone into classes and said you know for you to be good in english you have to have a, a native accent so you have to speak like this and you can't speak like that you can't say this so you know it's a little bit difficult to to build your belief in yourself when you're constantly being told that your english isn't good enough and i totally understand that i, I i've seen it day in day out at some schools and it's heartbreaking you know it's a terrible thing to see and people's confidence really takes a hit you know when they're being told that they're not good every single time that they see their teacher to a point of reference um their confidence ends up you know going through the floor and that's not good it's not good for you it's not good for your your progress it's not good even for your, for your fluency in the end because you end up being scared of speaking English because oh but what if I make a mistake you know so try and be confident and try and build a confidence to a level where you know if you make a mistake it doesn't matter it doesn't make any difference if you make a mistake the importance is that despite your mistake you still make yourself understood that is the important thing okay and I, like I say, I'll talk a little bit about my experience with Portuguese. When I went to Brazil, um, I worked in an English school. And I had five or six Brazilian colleagues. Now, one of these guys uh, was... <laughs> he was challenging. Now, I was learning Portuguese, obviously, because I wasn't fluent at all. Um, I would make a lot of mistakes, but... I've always been a fairly confident person and I always try and I very rarely just give up on something you know I might take a break but I don't give up and so I would you know go into the class and I would well I wouldn't go into the class I'd speak English in the class but I'd go into the school and I'd say hi to the guys to my colleagues and we would just speak Portuguese you know at the beginning of the shift in between classes there was a little break and we'd all group up um, speak Portuguese maybe go for a beer after work you know and it would just be Portuguese just Portuguese all day long now my listening got quite good I got to the point where I had no problem understanding different accents because I worked with um, people from Bahia from Sao Paulo uh, from Minas Gerais uh, you know and so my listening skills were actually quite good but obviously my speaking skills were a little bit off track and this guy he was a little challenging because I'd make a mistake and he would just laugh you know he would just absolutely crack up in front of me he'd call me stupid idiot and you know tell me or ask me why don't i understand why do i get things wrong and this is coming from an english teacher yeah so it's it it started bugging me a little bit but i had to work on my confidence i had to make sure that this guy 
did not affect my confidence because obviously every every time he laughed at me and called me stupid I, I would ask myself a question you know am I stupid is this too difficult for me to try but the other guys in the school they would always say no Greg you know what you're doing really well carry on keep trying and you'll learn it one day yeah so I mean thank god that I had the support of these guys because otherwise I, I think I wouldn't I wouldn't have learned Portuguese probably because this guy was challenging like I say he, he would really put my confidence down yeah and I think it's important for you guys to understand and I kind of understand it today yeah this guy he went a little bit too far by calling me stupid and being you know aggressive in that manner but I understand the fact that when someone says something wrong it might sound funny it might be what we call a Freudian slip or whatever where you know someone says something and it's a little bit wrong and it actually means something quite sexual <laughs> so that does happen you know or someone says something with an additional word or a word missing out that means something totally different and that can also be funny so I get the idea that people are going to laugh at the situation they're going to laugh at you making mistakes because it's funny okay but what I need people to understand and what I ended up understanding myself is that just because these guys are laughing at you doesn't mean that you're stupid okay it's just what what you've said has created a funny situation and it is funny it is funny so don't beat yourself up about it okay get your confidence back on track say to yourself do you know what it's just a mistake and yeah it was funny so fuck it whatever <laughs> just carry on just carry on doesn't matter and you know i i think today my confidence now because i've i've managed to get myself to the point where i am fluent in portuguese and i i do teach english and i i class myself as a, a very capable teacher yeah but i work a lot with confidence because i think it's important for people even when your english or the language that you're trying to learn isn't great you can still communicate you can still communicate even with basic english okay it might take a little bit longer people might laugh at you a little bit more but the fact is it's still functional and you can still use it okay laugh along with the people yeah if they find it funny it's probably because it's funny if they start calling you stupid then at the end of the day they're the stupid ones because do they speak a second language are they going through the same challenges that you're going through i don't know but is it their right to judge you and call you stupid because you've made a mistake i don't think so i don't think that's people's right in any part of the world whoever they are it doesn't matter people shouldn't put people's confidence through the floor because they haven't got the right to it that's not their position yeah so just carry on just be confident make mistakes find them funny because it doesn't matter okay 
we're going to talk about now is something that I wanted to put into some previous podcasts, but I've not managed um, to do it. I'm looking for a name for this section. (laughs) I've not come up with a suitable name for it. But what I'm going to talk about is just some some crazy ideas, maybe some crazy news that's happened recently, something interesting, or maybe an anniversary of an important person, or, you know, something like that. But it's something a little bit different from the main object of, of the podcast, which is confidence. But um, yeah, today we're going to talk about an aeroplane, okay? Now, in the 1950s, there was quite a popular belief that aeroplanes needed to be what we call VTOL. V-T-O-L. Vertical, takeoff, and landing. Okay? And so, there were a number of aeroplanes that were invented in the 50s, in the 60s, um, and it ended up that the pinnacle of all of this ended up being the Harrier jump jet. Um, which is a British aeroplane but it mastered the whole idea of being able to take off vertically it didn't need a runway and transition into level flight just like a normal aeroplane um, pretty much perfectly you know and it was used all over the world it still is to to some parts you know um, quite an important aeroplane so we're going to talk about the it's a French aeroplane, okay? It's a little bit strange. If you want to see the image, go to the website. There'll be an image on the website, okay? But coléoptère means beetle in French, or bizarre, okay? From the Greek for sheathed wing, yeah? Covered, sheathed. It was, as I say, a vertical takeoff and landing aircraft that was designed by the French company SNECMA, or SNECMA. I'm not sure if they they make the same uh, things as Brazilians do. As I say, it was a very popular subject around the 1950s. And while work on the aircraft proceeded to the test flight, the project never actually progressed beyond the disastrous experimental purposes. Le Keliopter originated as a wingless test rig known as the Atar Volant, which influenced the design. It was a single-person aircraft with an unusual annular wing in the form of a barrel, basically, and it was designed to take off and land vertically, not requiring any runway. Performing its maiden flight during December 1958, The first test flights ended in the aircraft spinning until the pilot had to abort the takeoff phase. However, the sole prototype was destroyed on its ninth flight on the 25th of July 1959. When attempting to transition into level flight, the aircraft started spinning uncontrollably, ending in the pilot having to eject. While there were intentions at one stage for a second prototype, Financing had never actually been agreed, and so that aeroplane was trashed as an idea. It's a totally bizarre looking aircraft. It's basically like a a fighter jet on the front strapped to a rocket. (laughs) It's not got any wings on it. It's totally, totally insane. But yeah, have a look at the photo on my website. Um, I'm sure you'll 
I'm sure you'll have a little bit of a laugh about that. So the sub-subject of my podcast, the next thing I want to talk about is obviously the best way to learn English, okay? Um, I think the best way for you to learn English, like I've said before, is, is immersion. And I, I totally understand it's very, very difficult for some people, especially when you have families or if you live in a shared house or, you know, you've, you've got things that limit what you can do at home in terms of English. Um, but what I would say is immersion is absolutely the best way that you can learn English, okay? It forces you to work in English. And when you work in English your brain ends up, you know, functioning more in English. Even subconsciously, it's it's so important for you to be able to just make that switch, you know, between Portuguese and English, okay? Because there's going to be some people that talk to you in Portuguese, there's going to be some people that talk to you in English, and when you can switch that backwards and forwards and not have to, you know, almost manually flick the switch over to English and Portuguese, it just makes things a little bit easier. And so if you can immerse yourself in English, at least at home, if you're in Brazil, or if you do live in London or England, then try and immerse yourself a bit more in the world. You know, get out there, listen to people's conversations, read the newspapers and magazines, watch the news, watch the soap operas, okay? When you start to get a feel for natural English, it will make your English a little bit more comfortable, okay? Because when you start to listen more, you start to speak more because you've got more of a base, yeah? And I'd like to speak a little bit about speaking like a native. Like I say, a lot of people, a lot of teachers teach the idea that speaking like a native is the only way to speak English correctly. Now, what is speaking like a native? A lot of people believe that this has to do with an accent. So if you're learning American English, to speak like a native is to speak standard American English. And if you're speaking British English, the idea is to speak received pronunciation almost, okay? So, what is this? I know, especially, I can't speak for American English because I don't, leave, I don't live there. I've not got many American friends, okay? But what I do know is the American people that I do know don't really speak standard American English. They speak with a New York accent or they speak with a California accent. Or they speak with a Texan accent. But it's all American English. It's all acceptable. Okay? And the same thing happens in Britain. If you speak received pronunciation, it's going to sound a little bit weird because there's not many people in Britain today that speak received pronunciation. It's the old BBC News English. Yeah? Tonight on the BBC. Okay? People don't speak like this anymore. Yeah, we've got our own accents. We speak Cockney, or we speak Mancunian, or we speak Scouser or Geordie. Okay. 
what is speaking like a native if there's so many different native accents which one is speaking like a native well none of them it's whatever is more comfortable for you okay you pick an accent you pick your your target accent and you aim to be as close to that as possible is it a problem having a brazilian accent absolutely not most of the presidents in the world speak english as a second language and they all have accents is it wrong do we not accept the way that they speak english hell no we all accept it it's all english so don't worry about it okay a brazilian accent is just as good as a french accent or a spanish accent or an italian accent okay it doesn't matter people if more people speak with brazilian accents instead of trying to force themselves to speak with a almost a fake accent because it's not your natural accent then people will start to recognize this as a natural accent and people will accept it yeah another thing about accents is you know there's just so many there's just so many accents and if you ever go to a place where you're going to live and they have a specific accent let's say you're going to move to liverpool okay you live in liverpool for six months i guarantee you that some of the words that you start speaking will sound scouser and that's not because you're forcing your accent to be scouser it's because we have this thing built into us like a survival mechanism okay that teaches us to reflect our surroundings okay it's a survival technique it helps us blend in to our environment to not look strange to not sound strange to not be rejected from society okay and this is why we end up changing our accent so if you live in Liverpool you live there for six months your accent will start turning scouse it will start turning to an accent from liverpool if you live in london i guarantee you if you have contact with the language that your accent will start to sound more like the accent in which you you live okay so this is a natural process there's no point in forcing it to be more british just because you're going to live in Britain no learn English the way that you learn English be fluent in a comfortable accent and just make sure that you're pre prepared basically with listening that you're prepared to live where you're gonna live okay people will understand you and you will understand them and that is the target that's the idea of it all communication yeah so what does this actually mean speaking like a native now i don't know if you've if you've seen some of my lives if you've looked at some of the things on my igtv there's a few conversations on there with people with other accents okay now it's quite common me being from london and my friend josh uh he's from liverpool it's quite common for us to have misunderstandings okay quite normal no problem at all does it mean that we can't communicate no what does speaking like a native mean it means being natural within yourself being comfortable with the way that you speak 
and speaking fluently, confidently, yeah? And having the confidence to make a mistake or have a misunderstanding with someone and work around it, figure it out, find an answer to that misunderstanding, okay? That is speaking like a native. Natives have so many tricks to be able to understand each other because we're not born understanding every single accent on the, in the world. Okay, we're born, we barely, you know, speak English. We, we start understanding basic commands when we're about a year old or one and a half. We start speaking properly when we're about two and things progress from there. And we learn different accents. We don't change the way that we speak, but we learn different accents through contact. So the TV in Britain, has a lot of different accents, regional accents. There's some Scottish, there's some Northern accents, there's accents from London, there's accents from the West Country. And so you'll see a lot of these accents every single day on children's TV, on the news, in series, on soaps. You'll see it all over the place. So we have contact with this, yeah? We watch movies, they're usually from Hollywood, they speak with American accents, and we understand that because we have contact with it. What I'm saying is, we have tools, we have tricks that natives use to be able to understand one another. Things like paraphrasing, which is explaining around the word that you want to say. Because if someone doesn't understand that word, it doesn't mean that they're stupid. It doesn't mean that you're pronouncing it wrong. It just means there's a miscommunication. And if you explain that word, they'll probably understand. Okay, so don't worry about it. It's a perfectly natural process. Um, so paraphrasing is one, okay? Being able to speak with a slightly clearer accent or speak slower, yeah? That all helps with with understanding people okay so these these are all tricks that we use to be able to understand each other and it's perfectly natural to have a misunderstanding even between natives okay so don't worry about your english if people don't understand you it might just be that they've not had contact with your accent before not a problem doesn't mean it's wrong it just means that people don't know it okay but work on it make it better try and fit in yeah study the language analyze what you're saying yourself yeah all of these tools will make you more fluent in the end okay so that's the end of the podcast today I've rambled on quite a little bit, so <laughs> I'll let you all get on to your tea or whatever you got to do. Uh, thanks for listening. It's been great. Um, I really enjoyed the podcast. It's been nice and another nice natural speech today. No editing, no cuts. Um, go and check out my website. Like I say, tiny.cc slash gringo. Check out the other podcasts as well. Uh, there's quite a lot of information there if you haven't seen them already. Check me out on TikTok and Instagram. It's the same tag at hot, uh, at Cockney Gringo. Um, and go and look at my material on there. There's loads of tips on how to improve your accent, 
and you know explanations of words and translations that kind of thing okay so it's been nice having you and i'll see you next time have a good one